Hello, Rich Bowlers here, and thank you for downloading this episode of the Dad Mindset Show. First up, I just want to check in and see how you're doing today. I, you know, I hope you're well. I hope this parenting adventure is going okay for you. I know it can be super tough, but it can also be massively rewarding too. Now, hopefully today's guest can sort of help prize open your filters attached to realize that sometimes thinking outside the box, or in this case, very much inside the box, can reframe and reset our lives for the positive, even when it's come out of something that was a perceived negative. Today's guest, Shane Drury, describes how and why he and his family moved into a shipping container home and how that has benefited their family life. I hope you thoroughly enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Shane, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rich. Nice to be here. It's so good to see you, mate. How have you been? Been well, been well. Awesome. Now... First things first, tell me, what is it like to live in a shipping container? Well, it's small. It's a it's a tiny home. Um, I guess when you're in there, you don't know what it looks like on the outside. But uh, it, it does work for us. We've got two little boys, and so we have a bedroom for them with bunks. We have a little bathroom and a bedroom for us, and then a a six-metre-long kitchen and living area, and then the doors open to a massive area in the bush. Yeah, which is pretty spectacular when you've got a big campfire going on a Saturday night looking at the stars, yeah. <laughs> as I can attest to. Yeah, yeah, it's like a holiday cabin that you live in every day. Now, And you said it's, it's a tiny home because it, it definitely isn't a tiny house, is it? Because a tiny house is on wheels. Yes, you're right. It's not on wheels. It's just the, the, I suppose, the tiny home style where, you know, it's minimalistic with all your stuff and you've got to do some clever designs to fit everything in and um, make it work. A, a bit of uh, 3D Tetris. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of that. So what's different about your existing, well, your old home and this home? Well, the old home was just a, a typical kind of three-bedroom place. Just you have a lot, a lot more space, like to to hang out and storage and that kind of thing. Um, All the but, stuff you took for granted, I take it. Yeah, I guess so. But we we've sort of we've really enjoyed it. it. It felt like you know when you go away on holidays in a cabin, you know, and you just try and spend a lot of time outside, and the kids are fine with it, and it's it's just pretty easy to maintain. How long does it take you to clean the thing? I don't know, like seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> plus plus the, the, the bathroom, which is tiny as well, but no, it's, it's really easy, yeah. And um, the bathroom, it's a composting toilet, isn't it? Yeah. So what's that? Can you describe that first of all for people that have never seen or used one? Oh, so it's like it's waterless. So everything just goes down the chute and it has a a fan that, permanently runs so it just draws all the odors out so it doesn't smell it's and it's pretty amazing now because like much as we like to think our own shit smells like you know roses at sunset when you're in a small space it makes a big difference doesn't it and and like a small bathroom 
uh, can even like be pretty noxious. But when you've got a composting toilet, I was blown away when Sarah and I stayed at a, a tiny home um, for our anniversary. Just how the smell disappears. It was like I, th- I was flabbergasted. Yeah. I, I literally went, oh my gosh, you know. I've just walked out of there and, you know, obviously left my mark and pretty embarrassed because <laughs> Sarah's going to have to go in there and have a shower. And within like probably a couple of minutes, you know, it was almost like it was completely <laughs> purged of mm. any anything bad. And and that whole negative pressure is, is genius. And I, I just don't know why we haven't adapted the same sort of technology to normal toilets, you know, to have mm. some kind of way of you know, extracting air from the actual bowl itself, but composting toilets just do that naturally. Yeah, yeah, they do. There are some that do that. I've seen it. They use them in nursing homes and right. places like that, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> someone's onto it. Yeah, yeah. But so, I mean, obviously, um, you, you say it's, it takes like seven minutes to clean. <laughs> what are the other advantages of living in, you know, this tiny home? I mean, for us it was – being able to plonk it out in the middle of nowhere and, you know, get away from it all. Um, easy to maintain, cheap. What was the original inspiration? Like, What inspired you to do this in the first place? Oh. <laughs> well, it kind of came really quick. We were going to travel and that was in 2020 and uh, as we all know, couldn't do that. And... Um, so when you say travel, travel you mean like, like we were going to go time. overseas, yeah, take a take a sabbatical, um, and just sort of take a break from what we were doing. Everyone was working hard and we were raising little kids, and it was just all getting a bit much. So we said, let's let's get away and come back to a clean slate and rethink how we do things. Um, so unfortunately, we couldn't travel, but. In a way, there was a, there was a blessing there because we we came across some really cool people who offered us a. And sorry, just to back up, because yeah. you'd actually rented your house, hadn't you? So you were about to go travelling for a long period of time. So you you rented your house out to someone. So you literally you're forced to come up with something pretty quick, <laughs> weren't you? We had to do something, yeah. So we met some people who offered us this opportunity to plonk a shipping container house on, on their land on their land. And it was a quick decision, but seemed like a good idea at the time. And my wife had been looking at tiny houses on the internet for a long time, saying, "Check this out." <laughs> you know, I didn't think that someday down the track I'd be building one. But anyway, that's how we we sort of wound up there. And we said, "Oh, let's just do it and see how it goes." And can you explain the time scale here? So, I guess from when we bought the container when it this big metal box rocks up on the back of a truck. <laughs> Probably took us a couple of months to fit it out. That's pretty impressive because it's a it's a pretty fancy pants tiny home. <laughs> Thanks. What what yeah. was that like though? That because that was all on you, wasn't it? Because you'd just you know you'd wound up your work, yeah, as if you were going travelling, and then you said, right, I'll do this. I'll turn this shipping container into a home. Mm. <laughs> can you just like describe what that was like so you just got to get on pinterest and youtube and then get your tools together and start putting things together but it was it was a it was quite an adventure 
you know, chuck the music on and out in the bush, just uh, with the uh, occasional circular saw to break the silence. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of angle high action. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> or angle grinder, I should say. Yeah, no, it was, it, was a, it was an interesting experience, Rich. Towards the end, I must admit, it started started wearing on me a little bit. Well, when you say the end, like after a couple of months, when yeah, you're after getting a close couple of to the months, finish line. it was like, oh, I just want want this over now. But yeah, because um, you, I mean, just to back up, you you've been working incredibly hard. Like you just finished a contract, and you'd been working big weeks, long days, and then you sort of finished and went straight into this, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So instead of like drinking yeah. pina coladas in <laughs> Bali, I was uh. Walking around with a nail bag on for a while, but oh, we still managed to have a bit of time off in that during that period. And it was, you know, two months of work for a investment in a different life. Yeah. Like, I'm not really sure what we would have done. Come back from Bali and just gone back into a house, I guess. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. So, Shane, were, were there any surprises when you were building the shipping container or, or moving into a, you know, this tiny home? Probably shouldn't have been a surprise, but I think we had this dream that it would just be like easy living from here on in. And then the kids are still demanding and you still got to go to work <laughs> and, you know, you still got to cook and clean and all this kind of stuff. So... Um, it probably wasn't as easy as... The rose-tinted glasses fell yeah, off as you right. walked in. Yeah, yeah, it's not like... Um, so, yeah, it's still normal life. Yeah, it's, but you've uh, taken the heat off considerably, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Do, does it feel like Dial it's a bit more a bit. on your terms now? For sure, yeah. I mean, it's a really um, an awesome position that we're in, you know. We, some awesome people offered us this great opportunity and uh it, it it's just work it works for us yeah if anyone was going or at least thinking about living in a tiny home what what advice would you have for them like how would you suggest someone goes about looking into it or even like deciding whether it is for them or isn't for them uh well i guess looking into it you've got to find a a place where you can do it um and think about how you're going to live your life, you know, access to your work and schools, um, hobbies, all that kind of thing, and, you know, the, the financial side of building the thing, what are you going to do with it afterwards, yeah. et cetera. Um, that was, I mean, that was one of the advantages of going down a shipping container route, isn't it? Because it can ultimately be picked up, put on the back of a truck yeah, and moved yeah, off that's with, right, with yeah. you know, negligible sort of disconnection and so on. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And I suppose when it comes to actually, like, what are the biggest concerns? Like, you, you mentioned you were so lucky to find someone where you could put the land like, is that one of the hardest things when you're actually doing a project like this, actually finding somewhere to put it? Well, I guess I can only really speak for where we were at, but, um, you know, you couldn't just buy a block of land in Melbourne and just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if, if you're moving your family out 
you know, to an area that you can do this kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's just be good to have a good think about how your life's going to be. Yeah. You know, where your friends and family and um, schools. That's right. All, um, everything you do, like, is it close enough? How long are you going to do it for? How long are you going to do it for, Shane? Don't know, Rich. Don't know. <laughs> no, it's it's good now, um, and it, it won't be for an, a, a forever thing. Yeah, you know, you couldn't have uh, two fifteen-year-olds in a in bunk beds. Oh yeah, with stinky socks. <laughs> I mean, the socks alone—that's yeah, that's yeah. just not tenable. No. <laughs> but but um, I like what sort of. What sort of cost are you talking here? If you don't mind sharing, I mean, tell me if you, you don't think it's appropriate, but I mean, what sort of investment was it that you put into this? It was about, about 40 grand. Yeah. yeah. And took you, what, two months to turn it around? Yeah, two, two months to do the bulk of it. And I was uh, stuffing around with bits and pieces, you know, to get it finished. But Yeah. yeah. And now your ongoing costs, like your rent and everything. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, it does depend on your arrangement and stuff. But um, I mean, forty grand, I guess, is a lot cheaper than a building a house. <laughs> yep, um, it's cheaper than renting for two years. Mm. Everything's cheaper, electricity and and all that's cheaper, I guess, because it's little. Yeah. And I suppose one of one of the force constraints is the kids can't buy as much junk. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, like right. you've got you've got this like f- you know physical constraint of well you can buy that extra toy that you don't actually need, <laughs> but yeah. which toy are you going to ditch? Because yeah, yeah. we just don't have enough room to put yeah. both of them in the bedroom. Yeah, which one's going on marketplace? <laughs> yeah, so I really like that aspect. I think it's great. Yeah. We we try and talk about that with the kids. Okay, if you want to buy that, that's great. But what are you going to sort of, you know, one in, one out? So which one's out? And, then, yeah, and it yeah. doesn't seem to happen as often as I think it's good. Yeah, put the wallet back in your pocket and <laughs> yeah. um, out you walk. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I think it's 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 fantastic, Shane. It's really inspirational what you guys have achieved, and yeah, I I, I think it's. I, I think it can only be a positive for the boys because they seem to love living at the, you know, essentially on the farm, doing rad stuff outside. And, you know, just almost like the shipping container seems almost like, yeah, it's where you sleep, but a lot more of the time is spent outdoors. That Yeah, look, that's been the focus for us, I think, is not to, uh, is it, it wasn't about having a a place to, to hang out inside, you know, like it's 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 more about just yeah using that for sleeping and eating, and then you got nature to get out in, and uh, it's been great for the boys. What do you think has been the big change then that's occurred from this? Look, I think just for me the biggest thing was creating some financial freedom and time freedom. You know, without financial and time pressures, or should I say not without, but with reduction in, in time and financial pressures, it it just makes for a better lot a better a better family life, you know? Yeah. And do you um, think it it actually like changed you as a father? Um look, it gave me the opportunity to just be present more. Um, yeah. So going from 
you know, working a lot more to working less and being at home with the kids has, has been fantastic. Can you actually describe like what was your weekly schedule like beforehand and, and after? Oh, so I guess beforehand it was um, five big days in the office and sort of come home and scramble to get everything sorted on the weekend and, you know, you'd kind of get home or leave when they were asleep and get home when it was that crazy time. You know, it's just... The witching hour. Yeah, that's it. Like you feel like you're just focused on just making bed, bath, sleep happen, you know, just rather than um, hanging out. Yeah. So being able to have weekdays of, I don't know, just sitting out, hanging out and doing activities outside and... So how many weekdays? So obviously you were working five big days in the office beforehand. Yeah. And how about Hannah? So she was working... I was sort of, it sort of changed, uh, well, when the kids were different ages, but she was working a bit as well. Yeah. So we didn't have a lot of time between us. Yeah, and like passing ships in the night almost as well. It did feel like that. And, you know, with the little ones when they don't sleep and they were very tired, it was just a culmination of <laughs> A plus B plus C equals tough. Just- yeah, I, I, I hear you, Shane. I yeah, totally hear you. it's not like um, yeah, I'm not pioneers in the in the parenting world, but, but you know, I guess we we did that like a lot of other people did, and this has been a, a really nice change. Yeah, and so your your like weekly schedule, like as soon as you moved into the tiny home, what was that? So, what was that initial sort of? starting framework of how you guys balanced work and and home life um so we had we had a bit of a break for um a couple of months where none of us worked so that was really cool just hanging out and then um now where i work three days she works sort of two two and a half days and uh yeah, well, we're not working. We're with the kids, trying trying to get some time to ourselves <laughs> as well, if, if possible. Yeah, where do you go to get that time to yourself? Anywhere but the tiny house. <laughs> <laughs> is it? I mean, because I, I wanted to ask, like, what what is the what's the downside of this? What what are the cons of moving to a tiny home? Look, with the the kids at their age. Um, I guess they handle the space. It's not a big drama for them, but getting your own space as an adult um, only happens either in the wee hours of the morning, so get up before everyone else or stay up past everyone else. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, yeah, you just try and carve some time out to get in the car and go to the beach or the gym or whatever it is you want to do. And you're a big proponent of the early riser, aren't you? I am, yeah. Yeah, it works really well for me because I just get some space in the morning to to um, think and be by myself in the quiet. Yeah, and you get the full, the, the full extent of the uh, six-metre long that's, living that's space. Right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can stretch out. Yeah, that's right. 
Oh, and and I I agree. Like just having the time when the rest of the house is quiet, you can actually crank through so much. In I don't know whether it's just a, a lack of distraction or a lack of noise or whatever, but I don't know about. I mean, it sounds you're similar to me that that is the golden time mm. to to actually get stuff done. Trying to get stuff done when there's tons of pe- uh, you know activity around, it's just not going to happen. No, it's not. It's uh... Once, once everyone else gets up, it's um, it's on your, your it's dad time. It's on your yeah, that's yeah. right. No, because you put me onto the the five a.m. habit, and um, like that was I mean, it's 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 a brilliant concept, isn't it? How, how long have you been doing it for? Hmm. Look, I reckon maybe maybe nine months or so. Look, the book was a friend of mine referred it to me and to have a read of this and I was like this is brilliant like and how how does it work how do you make it work for you what what's your what's the breakdown of time so, or can you explain the concept so the, the concept is really just getting up at 5am and it's getting up before everyone else and you have 5 t- till 6am um and uh do a little bit of exercise a little bit of planning your day and uh, a little bit of learning, you know, whether it's a read a book for a bit or podcast, whatever. And, you know, you just, you just walk into your day knowing how it's going to go. Um, and, and you know that you were fresh, you had a cup of coffee, you're the, you're, <laughs> you're the best you're going to be all day. So, <laughs> yeah, so just right. stick to that plan. Well, don't and, change your plan at three thirty. That's right. That's when you're at the worst. You're... <laughs> but it, it's so good, isn't it? Because you feel like you have filled your own cup. That's mm. really and, and I should say it's a five AM club, isn't it? That's what it's actually called. The books are five AM. Yeah. yeah, and um, but I, I I do love that idea. It almost feels a bit selfish, but I found that you're actually if you're selfish for that hour, you then actually show up in a much better way, and you can be much more giving. And and in my case, not get as grumpy when, you know, you're not getting your stuff done because you've already covered off the things that actually make you feel like you're moving forward each day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I reckon it's, um, for me, it, it was good because no one's up anyway. So you're not, no one's covering for you. You're not, no one's, uh, it's your time. Yeah, you're not stealing time from no. someone else. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so you can sleep or you can do that. Yeah, but what time do you have to go to bed for it? Oh, okay. Ideally, you sleep by nine o'clock. So, yeah. And, and how old are the boys? <laughs> <laughs> the boys are six and four. Yeah, I know. So. Like, you can get them in bed by then because that's... Well, look. We, 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 we're having a nightmare at the moment trying to get yeah. people in bed before we go to bed. Yeah, look, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, you can't really tell the boys that uh, you've planned out their day at 5 a.m. and this is what time you go to bed, is it? No. It says 7.30, guys. <laughs> look, it says it here. Um, yeah, no, so look, they yeah, tend, we tend to be able to get them down between 7.30 and 8 and... Still you know, have some time se- for each other. Seven minutes to clean the house. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you can sit down and watch some Netflix. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And how did um like how did moving to a tiny home like impact you and Hannah's relationship? 
Mostly positive, yeah. Again, like time pressure is probably the biggest thing. You know, we everyone's getting sleep now. I mean, that was partially nothing to do with the tiny home. Like the youngest, it's just a was, stage of life. He didn't didn't sleep very well for the first couple of years of his life. But um, you know, just me being around a lot more during the week. Um, I think that's the time's been the big thing, but the you know the financial thing's great as well, you know. Yeah, and, and like, can you explain a bit about obviously because you were into the whole fire movement beforehand as well, weren't you? That was almost one of the 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 sort of the the dominoes as well. Look, it was certainly a a bit of an awakening. Yeah. Um, Sorry, can you explain what fire is? I shouldn't have just jumped in. There. Uh, the the fire, so um, financial independence, retire early. So the retire early bit, I think we kind of the ship sailed for us. Yeah. <laughs> if I um eighteen year old me had have known about it, perhaps. But um, you know, the a group of people who kind of figured out if you work hard early and invest, you know, they you can sort of retire early, like you know, some of them maybe thirty or whatever and they can just have have their kids and not have to go to work and that kind of thing. And we were like, wow, is this possible? <laughs> That's a crazy idea. So, I mean, we we sort of uh, we got into kind of some of that living frugally to uh, get us, you know, with this vision of us not having to work in this sort of environment where you're just busy all the time and that. Yeah. And uh, so – I mean, we're yeah, obviously not going to retire early, but some of the things we took from it was, you know, if you if you can carve a bit more time out of the week, it's it's awesome. Yeah, and I think that's that's what I've taken away from from our chats. You know, the idea that it's not necessarily about trying to retire early; it's about just controlling your week. And and controlling the time that you can spend with the family and the kids and showing up and being more present when you do show up. And I think that's what is really sort of admirable about what you guys have done and, and what it's meant for your relationship with the kids, with each other. And, and the fact that pure happenstance has sort of channeled you into this position where you you know forced you into a corner, I guess, in some respects, but you've actually come out smelling of roses and gone, Actually, this is this has been a brilliant experiment. We've discovered a whole new way of life that we hadn't imagined before. Because I mean, at the start, when you first, well, when we first talked about this, you were only working two days a week, and Hannah was working two days a week, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and then you had a day together with the kids, and then the other two days you were sort of going off on daddy dates, and and Hannah on the other two days was going off on mommy dates with the kids. And yeah, yeah, that's what we do. It's pretty phenomenal, really. And for that for that sort of time when the kids are at that age, it must have been incredible for the boys too. I hope so, Rich. <laughs> I hope I hope that one day um we see that it was all a great investment. Do you have any doubts about living in a shipping container home? Yeah, my roommate telling me <laughs> You mean um, the monkey mind? Yeah, yeah, the monkey mind. Saying, Oh you know, what are you doing, Shane? Like you know, you why are you living in a tiny house and doing this and doing that where you could 
easily have a big house and be like everyone else and have a cooler car or whatever. <laughs> Maybe not the car thing, but you know what I mean. Like, why don't you um, keep up with the Joneses? Like yeah, yeah. Else? Why aren't I keeping up with the Joneses? Um, and yeah, that that um, voice is there sometimes. Um, but what's the what's yeah. the what's the opposite? Like, what's the well, what's the, the the on the other side of the hill? Well, th- from that. <laughs> Good analogy, because I think it's a bit about that, like, because I feel on the other side of the hill, um, you know, that I'll have got some years with the kids that I wasn't otherwise going to get, the, the way we were running things, and, um, you know, financially we'll be better off, so perhaps... Um, you know that'll help us down the track too to uh, keep this this uh, sort of part time work situation going, even when we do move back into a house. Yeah, yeah, and you know that extra time is just it's gold, isn't it? I think so. I, I guess I got to trust some of the uh, you know the, 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 the wiser wiser dads who. Who tell you that time goes fast and and all that, um, and you know how important it is. So I'm having, yeah, you know that. I guess I tell myself that as well when the other voice is going. You know, Shana, you can do better than this. Come on, you know, <laughs> you can earn more salary. Yeah, just get, yeah, just work more. You can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just kind of. Uh, Focusing on the the boys and, and the future a bit, and just trying to trying to trying to make this style of living as as fun as possible as well. Yeah, obviously, because now you've 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 upped your days to as you said three days a week. Like, um, how has everyone viewed what you've done? Like your your colleagues, your family. <laughs> the various. Um, Various opinions, I think, Rich. Like, yeah, most people are like, you what? You know, what do you mean you're living in a tiny house? You know, what's what do you mean you're working part-time? You know, what's all this about? So maybe... Do they think you're lying? They're yeah. like, get out. That, that's ridiculous. Now, sometimes I think that maybe, yeah, maybe they're going to be ashamed. It's just a little... Crazy now, <laughs> um, but then other people are just like can see it how we see it and think it's really cool. Yeah. What about your family? What about your parents? What did they say when you told them what you were doing? <laughs> what they said and what I what they um what they really think I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, but no, they, I mean my parents are cool. They're pretty supportive in that. So what was, I mean, what was your upbringing like? Good memories. Um, you know, there was, I saw there was four of us, three boys and a girl. Um, Mum and Dad were, were, you know, they worked hard and, you know, very uh, typical of that era where Dad worked. Mum stayed home and raised four kids. God knows how. <laughs> like, because all I remember is... Uh, 
you know, it would be cricket and a fight and, and Chris, back to cricket and maybe <laughs> another fight. Like, um, but, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a good upbringing. They, they gave us plenty of rope to choose what we wanted to do. And what about your dad in particular? Like, was he a role model for you? Dad was always that sort of big figure, you know, someone to rely on, um, had the answers, the advice, which I didn't always take. But, you know, he was a, you know, like the, the strong type, but not not a hard man, you know, like he was, you, you know, you wouldn't mess with him, I guess. Like yeah, he, but I mean, he was a stalwart of the community as well, wasn't he? Especially in like the, with with your, your friends and so on. Yeah, yeah, oh, look, he was part of the footy club for years. Um, everywhere, everyone in the local area knew him, I guess, like around the footy club and such. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, um, I, th- I think my folks did great. What was like the best piece of advice that your dad gave you? The best piece of advice my dad gave me that I didn't end up following was choose a career that you like. Choose a job that you like. Well, I mean, what was his um, rationale for that? Well, I think that, you know, going through a career himself, um, you know, in the public sector and kind of just getting the training and working in a high-rise building in the city, um, probably saw that um, the world's got a lot to offer and, you know, Choose something you want to do because you do it a lot. And uh, it was probably not until like a lot, um, 20 years later that after not taking his advice <laughs> that uh, I'm like, yeah, I know I know what dad meant. <laughs> so um, now when I give that advice to my boys and I see him just kind of nodding away, yeah, going, I'm just going to be rich, you know, or something like yeah. that, um, I'm going to go... Yeah, well, I was like you. I nodded away. <laughs> Here's what the words really like, guys. Um, yeah, no, but he. No, they'll, uh, they'll they'll be totally like no, no. Dad's put us onto this financial independence. <laughs> <time."> <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to compound our pocket money. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> um, Scotty Pape's book yeah. next to their bed. That's right. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I'm always sort of intrigued as well. Like what what your learning has been up until this day. So if, if you were to go back in time, Shane, and, and stand next to yourself, like walking out the hospital with your firstborn, like what would, what would you whisper into your ear as advice? I think the, fir- the first one would be that things are going to change a lot and, and you have to roll with that, you know, so trying to hold on to things that you used to be able to do you know, just be happy to let it go for a while. Like, time goes fast. You know, you you'll be able to do those things later. Um, and learn from others. I think, like, do do as much learning as you can, and just expect that you don't know what you're doing. And you know, patience and all that kind of stuff as well. That, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, like, it's almost like experience is the best, mm. best teacher. And I wonder how much they'd even listen to us. But 
Maybe. You know, what our, our previous selves. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So that was 2015, yeah. So I could have said, don't worry. The dad mindset <laughs> podcast and Bluey <laughs> yeah. is coming. Oh, Bluey. So no. Just be patient. Joe, Joe Brum and the team, bless their it. socks. <laughs> Everything you need to know about being a dad, you'll get from those two. Oh, yeah. I, I, I actually think Bandit is arguably one of the best dad role models in the world. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's such a good way to prime your day. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. just put a seven-minute episode on. You're like, yep, I've got <laughs> yeah. some inspiration for how to show up as a dad this morning. Oh, I'm yes. into it. Yep, if we could all be as passionate and creative as Bandit. <laughs> <laughs> cool all right shane well i just want to thank you so much for your time it's been great sharing your thoughts and um yeah if, if anyone wants to reach out to you how can they find you email you <laughs> okay you can find me yeah good all right well thanks, thanks for having me rich no it, it's been great thanks shane well i hope you enjoyed this discussion with shane if you'd like to catch up with Shane, just send me an email to rich at thedadmindset.com and I'll introduce you guys. If you're enjoying this podcast and would like to help, the best way to help is to share an episode with someone who you think would also enjoy it. Also, if you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, that's super helpful too. Anyway, until we meet again, hang on in there. Hope you have a great rest of your day and as ever, enjoy your caffeinated beverage. Mm-hmm.